90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hey everyone, Kel, Adam, how you guys doing? Welcome to the now part of this podcast. Oh, We're heck great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our ray of sunshine, Adam. Ah, uh, thanks for Adam. Yeah. Well, thank God I'm here. What, what would this show be without me? <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? All the 90s knowledge we would lose if I wasn't here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think uh, aside from your 90s knowledge, <laughs> we have a uh, we have a really fun podcast because you're here. So thank you very much. I, I call it a 90s enthusiast. Oh, that's enthusiasm. Good. Very good. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, well, I brought a mediocre amount of enthusiasm. No, I'm jacked up tonight. Ready to go. Cal, you? Sharon, we know. I'm ready to rock. I can't believe this is our just before Christmas episode. Yes. Yeah. Pretty exciting. So that will be reflected in our 90s rewind a little bit later on. Um, and with all kinds of reboots and sequels that we've been talking about throughout the year, we've got one that won't happen. Uh oh. <laughs> and the reasons are actually very obvious, but we'll tell you uh, for sure, for sure that it's not happening. Also, we'll tell you how uh, your Golden Girls experience uh, is about to get next leveled, which I'm pretty sure will please Kelly immensely. Mm-hmm. Woot! Can't even uh, begin to tell you the excitement that I'm living right now. <laughs> Someone's planning <laughs> travel. <laughs> Uh, we're also going to talk about the impact of one of the great authors who passed away uh, just last week. Um, Kelly's Trivia, again, a holiday-tinged 90s rewind is coming up. And our very own Kelly Alexander has a side hustle called The Kelly Alexander Show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's built right into the t- title there, it's Kelly. It's so authentic. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, Kelly recently interviewed one of the great rockers on The Kelly Alexander Show. So I figured we should start there. We're talking about the bass player, songwriter, principal songwriter from Motley Crue, who's come back from the dead twice, mm-hmm. uh, kept his band moving forward while managing to rock with another band, and all kinds of other fun stuff that we've learned from either reading The Dirt or watching The Dirt, the film made on the movie. Um, and he's written a new book that really kind of gives some insight to the early days of Frank Ferrana. Kelly, is this your first chat with Nikki Six? It was my first chat with Nikki Six, and my little 13-year-old self was beside herself of joy. <laughs> 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 and I was like, I'm one of the cool kids, maybe, for nine minutes. It'll be great. Um, That's awesome. But in fact, he gave me 32 minutes of his time, which I really appreciate. Wow. When only nine was scheduled? Uh, actually, I thought I was going to have 15, maybe. And then wow. when I asked him, he's like, oh, I'm here for 30. I'm like, fantastic. I'm like, I'm glad I have so many questions to ask. <laughs> I only wow. have questions for 12. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the good news, though, as Sharon and I can appreciate, is that um, he has lengthy answers. So it's not just like, yes, no, maybe, who knows, I don't remember. He really gave well thought out um, responses and he was just delightful and he totally gets it. He is so um, enthusiastic and uh, aware and thankful of his fans and how they have held, you know, held on with him for so many years and through different projects, uh, including 6AM, which is his, his latest band, I guess we could call it. And I actually read the book. Uh, the first 21 in, in about a day. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was chugging through it because the interview kind of came about, uh, like I'd, I'd put in a request two months ago 
And then didn't really hear back. So I was like, you know, it's probably not going to happen. And then it was like, can you do it Monday? I'm like, I'm on it. (laughs) So, uh, and Adam has a little taste actually of part of our uh, chat where he is talking about something that he's looking forward to coming up in the spring of 2022. Let's hear it. The good news is starting in June, I'll be on a tour bus again and I'll be in New York. I'll be in Montreal. I'll be in Toronto. I'll be in Chicago. So Kind of like what you are saying about your life. I get the best of both worlds, you know? Yeah. So that is awesome. Mr. Nikki Six. And yeah, I just can't say enough good things about him. And he's, I didn't know this and probably Sharon, you did. He's totally into photography. So you have to definitely follow him on Instagram. And, uh, and I also just want to give him a shout out because when I put the news out on Twitter, um, obviously I tagged him, but not expecting anything. And he actually retweeted, I believe twice to all of his fans that the interview was coming. And then when it was out, he retweeted that too. And so, of course, like we've had a lot of people hit up our YouTube channel, which is also where you find 90s now visually. So if you hit up youtube.com slash Kelly Alexander Show, you can watch the full interview. And he has very passionate fans who have written messages. And so obviously that's just a sprinkling of, of who he's got around the world and they love following him. And the book is amazing. So check it out. I would say that... Um that one of the great things to come out of the past almost two years now of uh, uh, pandemic restructuring of how we do things is that uh, artists and their connection with their fans versus fans connecting with their artist, the artist connecting with the fan experience has strengthened in a way that just makes it that much better for the fan and the artist at the same time. Because it doesn't take much for... Because who knows how many interviews he did that day? What if he did like... 10 at the most okay Mm -hmm. if he did 10 and those 10 people who interviewed him uh tagged him in something even if he had to just retweet 10 different things that's all he would have to do to then promote the interview that's promoting his book yeah do you know it's simple but it makes complete sense and it's truly appreciated by the fans of these of these artists so good on nikki six congratulations Wow. Like a lady was like, I'm so excited to watch this. Like, I love him. And just, and it was really like just really sweet. So shout out nice. to all of his fans who have clearly been following him for a while. Oh, good. Good for you, Kel. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Uh, I got to meet Nikki Six <laughs> once. Uh, I was working the evening shift back in the day. <laughs> And uh, I'm not. I, I say that because I don't remember what the day was. But I do know that it was my birthday, and I was working. And they happened to be in town, and they were going to record a a rock line episode, and they were going to be using our facilities, our production stuff. Uh, so I happened to just round the corner, and there was uh, Nikki Six and Mick Mars, and they couldn't have been nicer guys, really, really like gentlemanly and everything. You know, was- coming from a seeing the Motley Crue experience where they have. You know, the camera on the front row of the women. And I don't, I would wonder if they still do that. I'm not even sure if I can say the, the cam that it is called. Right. Boob cam. I'll call it that, but it's the T word. Yeah. Uh, and they, <laughs> uh, any, anybody who's willing to lift their top will get on the camera and be shown on the monitors to the whole arena. Uh, so you weren't, you don't necessarily expect gentlemanly, uh, behavior from, from that, but they couldn't have been nicer guys. In Was person, that so. uh, encounter, Sharon, as amazing as when you met Katy Perry in the bathroom at the radio <laughs> That happened? It did happen. Wow. Yeah. And I had her uh, sign the album that I had. That happened said, at the radio station? Yeah, in the bathroom of the radio station. Oh, nice. I didn't slide the CD under the stall. I waited until <laughs> she washed her hands. 
Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> you busy? Do you need a square? Here's a disc. Sign it. <laughs> then I'll get you your square. <laughs> and that was when oh. she was writing the success of I Kissed a Girl, right? I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we really connected at that time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> so um, are you guys uh, ready for trivia? Because I don't have any. So I'm really hoping you're ready for <laughs> I'm trivia, ready, Cal. Sharon. <laughs> if Kelly's ready, we're ready. <laughs> 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. Bing bong. Bing bong. So yeah. big news in trivia land. Uh, we actually <laughs> had finished basically all the cards from the first pack. So Uh-oh. I've had to open another pack of cards. Oh, so what? we'll see. Is that blowing the budget of this yeah. show? <laughs> <laughs> Seeing as how we've been in the red since the beginning of the show <laughs> 10 years ago, Sharon, nothing has changed. That's true. Um, so we're, we're going to start with the category, and I don't know if we've had this one before, hobbies, toys, and games. And I love this. Let's keep this above board, people. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, question number one. Pogs were banned at many schools in the U.S. because teachers deemed them to be a form of what? Sharon. Yeah. Satanism. <laughs> <laughs> Solid guess, but no. Um, I Adam. tried. I'm not even sure what pogs are. They were those flat uh, discs, like cardboard discs, and they had like images on them. Were they cardboard? I think a sturdy cardboard. A sturdy cardboard. What would you what would you do with it? You traded them. You bragged that you had a certain one and then you tricked some other kid into thinking the trade was a good one and then you laughed. So we did like the same thing cards. with Pokemon cards. Okay. Exactly. Um, I have no idea. They were a sort of weapon. I'll go uh, for that. gambling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I would like to that. add that again, the fun cards have not stopped with this new pack because the extra sentence goes <laughs> gambling period. That's totally tripping exclamation mark. Yep. What does wow. that even mean? <laughs> Apparently it's 90s speak, but Sharon and I were both there and I don't remember that. Anyways. Not tripping anyways, but yeah. tripping. Well, actually, maybe. you know what? You're right. There was a there was an apostrophe, so it's tripping. There we go. Uh, so this is falling under the pop culture uh, banner, if you will. <laughs> and oh, I just I think this is hilarious. So you're going to give this a good guess. What day of the week did New Year's Eve 1999 fall on? Sharon. <laughs> Go, Sharon. Saturday. No, Adam. Damn it. Wait, do you mean heading into 1999? No, heading into 2000. Like, what was New Year's Eve 1999? So what day of the week? So Sharon has now taken one out. So you have, what is it, one of six now to guess? <laughs> I'll go with, a, I remember that day. I'll go for Friday. It is Friday. Damn it. I was close. <laughs> so close, Sharon. Yeah. I even had uh, 2000 goggles, not goggles, but glasses. So did I. Yeah. They were I epic. did not have any, and I was so jealous of everybody in my place. Weren't you I think seven? it's the first. I was, <laughs> I was six. Okay. I was six. It's the first New Year's Eve I remember. Oh, cool. Yeah. And there was that whole Y2K threat, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, was yeah, too yeah. young to understand what was going on at that point, but. We yeah. were going to lose our email. Oh, imagine. <laughs> what? <laughs> All the computers were going to stop working. Yeah, it was <laughs> crazy. Yeah, there was Imagine that whole Y2K phenomenon. I remember that I was out at, I think it was Cheers, like at, you, you know. You were at a bar? Was that a bar? Yeah. I did. My friends, it wow. was like a big thing. But I remember saying to myself the whole night, you're leaving at 12.05 because <laughs> I wanted to like make make sure I missed all the drunks driving home. Oh, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I yeah. feel like if I, 
you know, I'm I feel like twelve oh five is a bad get, time for that. Pardon? I feel like you would get a bunch of drunk drivers at twelve leaving at twelve oh five. Well, I going I to the next home. party. I made it home. I was at a house like a party. Golden girl leaving early. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a house party. Uh, friends of my, of ours had a, a party, and it was super fun. And I remember shortly after twelve o'clock, sitting down chatting, and I was sitting in this like comfy armchair uh, that had like cushion arms, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wide set, super cozy, whatever, chatting. And one <laughs> woman leapt up on the chair, like from the ground onto the arms. On like her Tom feet Cruise? Went, wow! <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, this is 2000. Got it. <laughs> Shout and out then, to Danielle. And then she's Sharon left. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Uh, so from that to high, we have sad news in the literary world. By the time that we are recording this podcast to the time that you guys are hearing it, it's been uh, just over a week since we got news of uh, the passing of Anne Rice, who had suffered from complications from a stroke. Um, her son, Christopher, who was also an author, was uh, bedside to his mother and noted her strength and courage. No surprise there. He posted her passing through uh, social media. And with his post... Uh, wrote a lot, but included this, uh, quote, as my mother, her support for me was unconditional. She taught me to embrace my dreams, reject conformity, and challenge the dark voices of fear and self-doubt. As a writer, she taught me to defy genre boundaries and surrender to my obsessive passions, mm. end quote. Fun fact about Anne Rice, from my little uh, digging, uh, was that, you know, we know her for as a novel writer i think that's what i would have thought but i would have i wouldn't have thought to go into or far beyond gothic literature though if you look up on her wikipedia page it does uh, include erotic literature oh, really? and christian literature those so two get along that's the trifecta <laughs> right there <laughs> she's hit all the markets Exactly. And it was her first book, Interview with a Vampire, that uh, from 1976, that was made into a movie that really uh, leveled up the uh, handsome requirements of uh, vampires on film. <laughs> right? in, Tom it wasn't Cruise it in 1994, Adam's Year of Birth? Yeah. Uh, was it 94? I think, I think so. so eh? Well, uh, not only Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, but Antonio Banderas. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Come on, you have to say it like that, too, by the way. Uh, <laughs> who are you talking about? Antonio Banderas. Uh, but also a young Kirsten Dunst, who got nominated for a Golden Globe in the Best Supporting Actress category at the age of 12. Oh, yeah. I want some more. <laughs> Wasn't that her line? And that I don't know. I think it scared me. Creepy. I just remember seeing the um, the promos with, like, Tom Cruise's hair. And Blonde? For some, it, I, like... I felt Brad Pitt... And he was Pitt... peaked. Yeah, he didn't and... have a lot of color. Yeah, no. And Brad Pitt looked better with the long hair, I found. Tom Cruise, I felt it made his face look a bit off. Well, he looked deader than he was, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as the uh, celebration of her life, Anne Rice will be interred in the uh, family's mausoleum in New Orleans, because I'm not sure if you know this, but they don't bury in New Orleans. Is it because of flood issues? Yeah, because yeah. there's not enough of the depth and all. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, I've done a cemetery tour of uh, of New Orleans, and it's pretty pretty spectacular. It's a must, I would say, uh, on the things, uh, on the long list of things to do in New Orleans, that's one of them. 
because you get a really cool tour guide who tell you the history and stuff like that. But there's also um, a midnight tour, uh, and they and you end up walking by one of Anne Rice's properties, which is pretty cool. So what they'll do for fans and um, readers of Anne Rice novels, of which there's like 36, I think, um, there will be an uh, the first celebration of her life will be f- private for family. But next year, there will be a bigger celebration of her life that'll take place that will be open to the public. Uh, that acknowledges how much joy that her readers and her fans brought to her own life. So fun also fact about uh, funerals in New Orleans is that they are a total celebration. Yeah. Marching band, horns, drums, parades, just the celebration of life, lifting up uh, the person who's passed to uh, set them on their proper journey. So it's really quite spectacular. I wonder if I can uh, hook that up for me when it's time. I can get a horn. Okay. <laughs> I guess, just, I'll just have it. Imagine Ready. it's just Sharon going down the street. Oh, when the same. Yeah. You you could do all the parts, Sharon. I think I could. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hey, you guys. Do you guys do any of the Comic Con stuff? I know about it, but I don't do it. Yeah, same. I'm trying to think if I've been to Comic-Con. I'm, I know I've been to a convention before, but, like, the 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 people that go to the Comic-Cons are, like, in it, man. They yeah. do the cosplay stuff, and they dress up as their favorite characters. It's pretty next level. Um, and in the world of conventions, I think it'll be interesting to see what is being called the Golden Con. <laughs> Thank you for being a fan. That's right. Yep. The Golden Girls convention (laughs) it's gonna happen in chicago in (laughs) april of 2022 now it's a fun weekend in chicago no matter what the date but um it will feature all kinds of fun like uh, costume parades and dance parties and things like that but uh, all kinds of golden girls love will be happening in (laughs) april of 2022 and i'm pretty sure that kelly is distracted at this time booking her tickets (laughs) It looks super fun. Oh my goodness! No kidding. I can't. What, what they're going to do too is uh, have I think producers from the show and some guest stars show up as well. They are trying to get Betty White, but she turns a hundred on January seventeenth, so she does get a pass if she decides to stay at home in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, but it might be no cool kidding. if they could hook up a Zoom though. That would be you know if they could make that happen, that'd be awesome. No kidding. Yeah, no and kidding. it's um, I believe the gay community are the people behind putting this on. Uh, in Chicago. So it's going to be fun, fun, and more fun and fun. Chicago knows how to do it. I went to, I was in Chicago, uh, St. Patrick's, not for St. Patrick's Day, but around that time. And they dyed the uh, river that runs through the town green. Yep. So I think things will be golden. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I'm so happy. In the Windy City. I'm I'm so happy somebody finally decided to make this like a reality. Like this is amazing. And it's crazy how this will probably turn into like a thing now and then other cities will start to take part and I love it. People will show up in like wigs. Yeah. I think in the article I I, uh, remember seeing something like they're going to have like a rusty anchor bar or something like at the convention. So (laughs) that'll be great. I think on one hand, it's interesting that uh, with Betty White as a sole survivor so far, or not so far, the sole survivor, period, that Estelle Getty, B. Arthur, and Rue McClanahan all passed in, like, uh, succeeding years. Yeah. 2008, 2009, and 2010. Mm-hmm. And imagine that. Betty White is being very watched now. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. what do you need? I'll yeah. get it. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, turning 100 in January. I, the, the other thing I thought was cool in the, uh, there's an Entertainment Weekly article <laughs> that I, I loved the, at the end. It said, cue the piano. And if you threw a convention, <laughs> invited everyone you knew, you're singing the song, you would see the bigger shoulder pads would be on me and my wicker purse would say, thank you for being a fan. <laughs> 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 the biggest shoulder pads would be on me. Hell yeah. That wicker purse honestly is like one of the best props any TV show designer has ever come up with or like prop master. like just And furniture to match. Yeah, exactly. On the lanai. That, I was just about to bring that up. I never knew what a lanai was until that show. Mm-hmm. And I've never used the word since, but I know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> it's very uh, senior crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what did I mention before? Oh, yeah, it was the no surprise uh, category. This is where this next bit of information comes from. Because uh, despite the success of the Broadway musical of Mrs. Doubtfire, there will be no sequel to the original film. Hmm. Because Robin Williams is not here anymore. And there could not possibly be in any sound mind um, a sequel without Robin Williams. You know, someone couldn't take over... It's not the 70s where they just replace characters with other actors. Yeah. You know? Uh, So director Chris Columbus was saying that there was a plan to do a sequel. And there was a a script and, and... But obviously it's not happening. He said the last time that he met with Robin before he passed was uh, about the Mrs. Doubtfire sequel. He said they had a script and a great script at that, but that uh, Robin was prepared to do it. Yeah. And then that was the, that was like amazing news when I heard that. That's like, that made me feel like inner smiley. I was like, oh, like that would have been cool, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He talked about also, Chris Columbus talked about the uh, uh, being in the position of directing the likes of Robin Williams, which is that, you know, he'd, he'd give him uh, one, two or three scripted takes mm-hmm. and then he would say, let me play. <laughs> and then basically go from anywhere to 15 to 22 takes. He said that he thought that 22 was the most number of takes that Robin Williams ever did with him. No surprise there, man. He was funny. He's great. Like, and they, and I, I think that he said that they, they, there's a version that they could release, but probably will not because of the X factor. <laughs> yeah. The X rated factor. Yeah. X rated, expletive. <laughs> yeah. All the good, all the good things that come along with X. Yeah. Um, you guys. Sharon. Yes. Are you ready for the holidays? Re- <laughs> Let's read. Ready. <laughs> wow. We made it. I'm glad I didn't have too much eggnog before that. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that for the 90s rewind ahead of Christmas, we would do the unsung Christmas songs. Aww. Oh. Aw. Which is to say that uh, there's a reason why they are unsung. It doesn't mean they're not good. Because the ultimate and successful Christmas song stories is Mariah, who was by the fire in 1994. Record breaker, record holder, as far as Christmas music goes. It's just so great. Um, And it's not actually hard to sing along to, because if you can hit those notes, you're good to go. Which, of course, you can. If the volume on the music is loud enough, you are hitting those notes. So just keep singing, everybody. Um, so that's 94. How about 1993? Let It Snow. Aww. Boys to Men and Brian McKnight. Such a Does good it get, one. It doesn't get any smoother than that. Mm-hmm. I think that's it is, like my favorite version of Let It Snow is theirs. 
it's hard to sing along to because you're like, wait a minute, it kind of doesn't sound like it should. And and no disrespect to them, but it's not what I'm used to. Yeah. But it works. Oh, it no, no disrespect. Mm-hmm. It just that's why it's unsung because I can't <laughs> sing along to that. <laughs> How about the Hanukkah song? Oh yeah, Adam Sandler from doing the uh, the update desk spot with that song <laughs> that everybody looks forward to seeing and hearing every year. And it's certainly hard to sing along to because you don't want to miss any of the stuff that he's singing. Because he nails it a million percent. Exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. Now, how about, uh, Kelly, I know you like this one, TLC's Sleigh Ride from 92. Oh, mm. yeah. Oh, Kelly just got her hands and shoulders going. <laughs> Yeah, so it's fun, and it's hard to sing along to because you're too busy dancing and getting your jingle on. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Kelly did. Uh, And then, of course, there's Hey Santa by Carney and Wendy Wilson. I love it. It's a holiday highlight from 93, and the reason why it's hard to sing along to is because I'm singing it loudly (laughs) on my own, and I've got both parts covered, so thank you very much. Yep. Oh. I thought you were about to call it a holiday bop. No. Okay. No, that's dirty. <laughs> okay, is keep it? Keep it clean. This is a family show. <laughs> that is your 90s rewind, by the way. Thank you, Sharon. Perfecto. Oh, you're and, welcome. Thank you guys, too. <laughs> and just before you wrap up, two quick things, because you mentioned TLC. Uh, people should check their Instagram because they've announced some tour dates that I just saw today. I didn't have a chance to fully look, but it looks like uh, some spring dates, I believe, in the U.S. So to all of our American fans, definitely check that out. And then also um, a quick shout out again to our loyal new listener, Rachel from <laughs> Melbourne, Australia. This is how much she loves our show. She watches Australia. it in the middle of the night. Ooh. Middle of her night. Yeah, the middle of her night. She watched like she stays up middle of the night, watches our show. That is commitment. I love it. So, so Rachel, we look better in the dark. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Uh, she gets the fan award, I think, for 2021. She watches in the middle of the night with her eyes closed. <laughs> We've put her to sleep. Ah, <laughs> oh, Rachel, wake up. <laughs> Rachel. Rachel. Oh wait, that's British. Yeah. Sorry. Crikey. Um. <laughs> Australia. That's fair. It's not nice. Uh, Rachel, thank you for having a beautiful accent. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, thank you for doing your hair tonight. It looks fantastic. Uh, thank Adam, you. thank you for being dapper as always. Yeah. And Sharon, <laughs> yeah. thank you for... Um... What? For being Sharon. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Thank you, here. guys. Uh, we're going to get together again, I think, before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yes, one last time. Yeah. One last hurrah before 2022. Uh, so thank you very much for uh, for finding us wherever it is that you do. We appreciate that you do that. We'll make sure to stay in touch with you and let us know where you're listening from and how you found us uh, via social media. Write us a letter. Send it to Kelly. <laughs> 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 and thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.